Okay. Hear it a little bit, but sorry. Okay, how you how you feel about it? Then we can move forward with this? Yeah, we can move forward. I was just all right, so description um for those that are new to uh, see the purpose, 30 Days Black is a project that seeks to report the experience of black male or black people in regard to race, racism or discrimination perceived or expressed for 30 days. Um, black health and wellness, whether mental or physical, is an important health and social issue. Health disparities exist and they often show black people how the worst health outcomes. One of the factors that is often attributed to negative health disparities is racism. Black life expectancy is usually lower than other racial groups in America. And we review the data on mental health, specifically issues with depression. Blacks are disproportionately experiencing higher rates of depression in, in, in other racial groups in America. The goal of this project is to create a community where black people can share their stories. By sharing their stories, others will hopefully know that they are not alone in their feelings regarding experiences of race, real or perceived, and lead to healthier outcomes. Humans are social beings, and no one wants to feel alone. So this project seeks to fill that void for those that may feel that they are alone. Life is not stress-free, so the impact of additional stressors, those that come from race, racism, discrimination, can attribute to health disparities, mental breakdowns, and other social or psychological issues. 30 Days Black is a resource to express the Black experiences and to be heard. Race, racism, discrimination, real or perceived, can cause, can cause stress, and stress is known to be bad for your health. So with that said, uh, we have uh, another interview. And you can uh, introduce yourself if you like, uh, or we can start by telling me what did you, first of all, what did you think about the project when you heard about it? And um, then we'll move forward. Hello. Um, I am um, going to um, remain anonymous, okay. but to give you some background of how I got to, uh, to where I wanted to be involved with this project. Um, with the initial uh, uh, rise in racial attention in media, uh, it's kind of filtering off into everybody's personal life and also work. So I got interested when introduced to the idea of uh, actually paying attention to being an African-American male uh, for 30 days and actually making note of it. I thought it was a great opportunity to actually pay attention um, to the things that I'm probably just used to either dealing with, managing and, and pushing through. So um, I am, uh, I have a master's degree. Uh, I worked with one company out of college for 20 years consecutively. Um, and the type of work I do, I manage people uh, and business to business and in the corporate environment. So um, that's me in a nutshell, uh, being discreetly telling you okay. about myself. Yeah, that's good. So we go right on to day one. Okay. Day one, um, I didn't experience anything out of the 
norm as far as my day to day. Okay. And then we go to day two. Okay, day two, I uh, was in charge of introducing a uh, African American networking group um, from our Dallas district. And um, I've had to present that to uh, my supervisor, and he seemed open to the idea. So I was uh, surprised that he was actually really open to it without asking many questions. So, um, so I felt I was surprised that he didn't ask more about it. But then on the other end, it helped. It made me think maybe he really wasn't that interested in it, uh, and maybe thought it wasn't going to go through. Mm. And um, so anything else that day too? Or? No. Okay. And I might say anything else is not meant to disregard your, you know, your experience. I always tell people this. It's just to move it along because it's all about you and your story. It's not um, technically like, you know, I, I actually further up other than the days. And that's kind of what we're trying to capture. So when I say anything else is not meant to um dismiss your story you understand like yeah. not be sensitive to your story yeah 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 all right so just moving along um so day three day three um so i i go to uh, a gym and it opens 24 hours so I try to go to the gym before i go to work and with the the, the actual it's dark i go five o'clock um so i have to head out of my house about four four forty five to get there and it's about a five minute drive way and I get off so in a short amount of time um, I actually got pulled over by Whoa. an officer as I was pulling off the freeway um, so I was like oh okay great you know I'm getting pulled over and I only had a five or ten minute drive so um, the officer comes around on the passenger side of the vehicle um, and he says well in my mind I'm thinking okay I'm getting pulled over because I'm black. I'm an African-American male and it's dark and I'm driving down the freeway. I had my music up a little bit. I had on a black hoodie. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm thinking, okay, maybe he just saw that and decided to find a reason to pull me over. So he pulls me over. He comes up to the side and says, hey, you know uh, that your lights are, are off. And I was like, oh, okay. So I looked down and they were off. So I was like, oh, okay. Now in my mind, I'm thinking, all right, he's just, you know, helping me out. Um, so I was like, okay, great. You know, it's not a racial profile thing, and um, and I'm not getting pulled over uh, for no reason. So I thought I thanked him, and he said, you know, I just need to see your uh, driver's license uh, just to make sure you didn't kill anybody in Texas or anything. So I was like, hmm, okay. Chuckled. So then right again, I'm thinking, well, would he have said that if it was someone white um, mm -hmm. that he pulled over? Why do you have to check and see if I killed someone? Um, um, and I clearly told him before that, hey, I'm going to this gym, which you can see at a distance right there. And he asked me about, oh, how does the gym work with COVID-19 and so forth? And I told him and mm -hmm. said, okay, let me just check this. Right back. So it, he literally, I watched him. He literally went to his the driver's side of his vehicle, looked in, came back to me, and just said, "Oh, just make sure you have your lights on. Have a good day." Mm -hmm. So 
I thought about it positively once he told me my lights were off, which they were. But then it turned into a, let me check just in case you didn't kill someone in Texas or something. And then he really didn't go check. He just went through the motions, came back and gave me my ID. So um, what I felt about that originally was, okay, he's doing his job. I get it. I respect it. But then it turned into a thought of, you know, why did you have to say that remark or why couldn't you just say, Hey, just want to let you know your lights are off. I'm going to let you go. Um, so that's how I felt about that. No, got it. God, interesting. That was interesting. And anything else on day three? Uh, nope, nothing else. Okay. So we go to day four. Day four, nothing in day four. Okay. And then day five. Uh, day five, um, I actually went out with uh, one of my sales representatives to have lunch. Um, and, of course, everything's outside. And uh, so we're in a really uh, higher-end neighborhood having lunch. And I'm, I'm actually coaching. This. She's actually a, uh, she was a, ca- a Caucasian female. So I'm here, and it's a predominantly white area, and uh, 99%, I'm the only actually African-American within this area and in this restaurant, if you were to look around. So um, initially, I always see that, and it's not a part of what I do, but I paid attention to that during these 30 days. I'm paying attention to that, how people are reacting. So um, what I noticed was when, as I'm talking to coach this employee of mine through certain situations during our break in the day, uh, I noticed uh, a lady at a distance kind of looking at me uh, like, um, and kind of like uh, her facial expressions was kind of trying to figure out why am I talking to this white female uh, like this? <laughs> Who is in charge at this table? And why is he in this position to talk to her? So um, <laughs> I felt that not initially, but as I, the conversation went more back and forth mm-hmm. where there was some pushback on what I was kind of coaching through, it was almost like, you know, uh, why is he talking to you like that? kind of feel that I got from her. So um, that was that um, for that day. That's the only thing I actually experienced that being that we were actually in a lockdown situation and can't get out as much, but I did notice that on that that day. No, cool. Interesting. And then so day six. Day six. Day six, I actually had to go back and present to my boss uh, a PowerPoint presentation on how the African-American networking group was going to lay out the purpose, what was it about. Um, so I invited everyone that's in our district leadership team to be involved in that. So when it gets rolled out, everybody's on board. If any questions come back from people outside of the network or people within the network. Um, so as we're sitting in that uh, PowerPoint presentation, he was open to it. Fine. Um, one individual asked questions that I felt was uh, 
a way to kind to see if it's really worth doing. So, um, for example, uh, one example I said, you know, this is an opportunity to actually have show diversity when we're going to colleges and showing, hey, you know, this company is is a diverse company. So many different cultures can actually approach this this uh, table and understand that off of what they're actually seeing. Sometimes people choose uh, where they're going to go work for and start their career because they see a certain thing. Um, they see diversity or see someone like them in a role that they're trying to start up in or get to. Um, so this individual said, and actually the actual recruiter for, um, so she would be the one at the table. She said, oh, okay, so you're saying, and I, and I said, it's an opportunity to get African-Americans to sit alongside of you and some of these opportunities to bring in and recruit other African-Americans, minorities, or, you know, people of any ethnicity. So she said, so you want to, you want to, I'm going to use the, the individual's name. So you want me to bring uh, uh, person X with me and sit uh, in these recruiting. Now, person X uh, is someone that's African-American and has a, uh, and actually stutters. So Mm -hmm. um, mind you, it could have been me or several other African-Americans that are would be absolutely perfect to sit at that table. So she chose the, the worst possible scenario so mm-hmm. that we can discuss. And, and, and actually, that would be the example of what you're trying to say. I felt it was something she was trying to say. So are you trying to tell me you want this African-American person that's stuttering to sit there with me instead of, hey, is this something you want to do as being a person in leadership or so-and-so, which is actually a high-performing African-American also? No, she went to the worst possible example, and and I walked her through other people of color that would be great, and everybody else around said, yeah, these people would be a great fit for that, and it opened their eyes to that versus someone choosing a worst scenario. So, again, I thought it was an opportunity for them to actually jump on board and get the idea of adding more diversity as a, uh, as a means to recruiting more people to mm-hmm. the company other than the actual recruiter for us saying, I would rather have, uh, are you trying to say you want this gentleman to um, be a part of uh, this situation? So um, that's what I I had on that day that kind of stood out. Okay. And then we're at, now we're on day seven. Day seven, nothing day seven. Okay, then day eight. Uh, day eight, uh, gym's closed back up, so now I'm going on a run. Again, I have to do that early before work, and it's a little mm-hmm. dark uh, in the morning, so um, I'm actually out running, and there's other people out there, and I experienced someone seeing me run and, and actually um, trying to get on the other side of the road or to, you know, avoid me uh the best way possible and also being surprised seeing me out there. So um, I thought that was uh, uh, something that stood out on day on that day. So somebody, so you were jogging and then someone else went across the road. And... Yeah. They were on the same side as at a, as a distance. She was a white, mm-hmm. she was a Caucasian female. 
And at a, as a distance, I say maybe a few few blocks. I'm I'm running the same direction on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, she jumped all the way on the other side of the street, uh, <laughs> seeing me coming. So I just thought maybe um, she was afraid of me or didn't know, uh, you know, was surprised to see me out there running. I don't know. Right. But yeah, it popped in her mind. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But that, you know, why is that her natural reaction? Right. No, I understand. Um, and so anything else on day eight? No, nothing. Okay. So day nine. Day nine. Nope, nothing there. Okay. And then day ten. Uh nothing nothing there either. Okay. And then day eleven. Eleven. Uh, I had a conversation with a coworker of mine. Um and he he is uh, he's not African American, but he is of a minority. And he reached out to me, and we work in the same office. We're on the same, we're coworkers. We're on the same level in our in our in our roles. Um, and it's me. We're the only two minorities in the office. The rest of everyone else is uh, Caucasian, female, males combination. And total in that office is uh, about eight people. So two out of eight. You know that's the ratio. So he reached out to me, and he said, "Hey." Um, I, I ran into one of your one of your employees, and uh, he felt really comfortable talking about all of the things that he didn't like about the protest and how you know how these things are you know people are babies and you know why is it such a big deal and 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 I was confused that he was so open about it to me because. I'm Hispanic, so I had to find a way to cut him off, but he he was interested to see if that ever happened to me, and I said, well, um, I see things indirectly that they try to do, but they can never directly talk to me about it, so they find mm-hmm. ways through their work, or if I'm asking for something to be turned in, they'll turn it in a little later when I know they're on time and they're on point. So as these things get more aggressive that we see visually on TV, mm-hmm. you see there's a little bit of little bit of pushback here and there on things that are really not, that haven't been a big thing in the past. So mm-hmm. um, I told him that, but I said, no, no one's, I don't think they're ever going to feel like they're going to be able to talk to me about those things because I am their direct supervisor. So you're a, a release valve from them um, because uh, you actually open up dialogue a lot with them. Where, where I don't really do that. It's about the job, and we talk about what we need to get to. I don't get into the weeds of, of all the personal stuff because I set that boundary, and uh, they don't have that opportunity to go with me, get there with me, versus you. So you're going to get get it more than I will. So, um, and then he also said, "Hey, look, man, if there's ever an opportunity where you think you need to talk and open up about things." I'm here, and then I hope I have the same thing with you. And I said, yeah, you have any any time. I'm open, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was on that day. So that kind of stood out. Okay. And then just to clarify, this guy is telling you other employees are talking to him. And just to, you know, say for somebody here this uh, 20 years later, uh, this is during the, the protest regarding the George Floyd uh, uh, killing. Correct. Yeah. So, um, 
Okay, yeah, so he's telling his story about people talking to him. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Just, I was just clarifying, make sure I had it. That was it on day 11? Yep. Okay, so day 12. Uh, nothing there. Okay, day 13. Uh, nothing there. Day 14. Nothing there either. Okay, and day 15. Uh, nothing, nothing there either. Okay. So we're right now at the 20-minute mark. So what I'm going to do is, uh, because we have the 20-minute mark, I'm going to end our conversation, and then we'll start uh, a new one uh, uh, again and try to keep it again. I like to try to keep each uh, portion as short as possible. People pay attention to the full story. So we'll do a part two, and then we'll start from day uh, 16. All right? Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah.